the Transverse Network, this is The Transgender Show, an interview program about gender discovery and acceptance. I'm your host, Emily. This week on the show is pilot, drone racer, and my friend, Mira Dubdubs. So, Mira, your history. When did you first realize you were different? What were the clues to you that uh, being born male was not right? Yeah, probably goes back to like... I don't know, it's probably a similar story to a lot of people, but yeah, going back to like when I was a kid, but probably just kind of like cross-dressing in secret, or when everybody was not home. I was very good though, never got caught, so. When did you first realize you were trans, and, and identify that that is, is what it was? Getting to college, being on my own, mm-hmm. that was kind of the key thing that like leads to thinking about yourself more, because mm-hmm. it's just you. And you realize what you want and what you desire. But um, the second thing I think it kind of took off, like my line of questioning, was one of my childhood friends from high school. He came out to me as a bi. I think that was in 2017, so mm-hmm. a few years ago. But he came out to me then. So this kind of kicked off a chain of events, or not really chain of events. I guess more snowball effect of me just kind of questioning everything about myself and thinking about things. Okay. But also that kind of led me to think about what. LGBT actually is because I think I didn't really put much thought into what that is or mm-hmm. why people are like this but especially yeah. kind of just growing up in that rural environment you're mm-hmm. sheltered from I think before I cut off or something I was saying like I didn't know what a trans person was until maybe only a few years ago did you start looking into things more when your friend came out to you and that's how you discovered transgender and 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 read into that and, and applied that to what was going on in your head i don't know if exactly if that's kind of how it went i think it more led to me uh kind of like i said where i just thought about who i am as a person and what feels right for me so mm-hmm. like i don't know just like going through and questioning everything about like the religion i was raised up with is one example and then <laughs> Yeah, it's this kind of identity, like who are you attracted to, who are you, basically. So that kind of just led to all these things, some of which I'm still trying to figure out, but mm. hey, got one of them anyway. Yeah, and that that runs right into my next question, which you, you probably mm-hmm. kind of covered, which is um, what are some of the things that you, that you did struggle with when you realized that, uh, okay, I am trans, and you know, here are the things I got to deal with. What were some of those things for you? Definitely one was the super common, like, fear of losing your friends you hang out with all the time. Because, mm. like, you don't know how they're going to react. They never talk about this stuff. Or, in my case, I remember we had, I was having a conversation with one of my friends, and then he had mentioned something about, or some off comment about trans people. This is before, long before I accepted myself even, so that's a whole other part of the story, but... Yeah, so stuff like that you hear and you're like, uh, or you remember it, I guess. You don't really think about it in the time. Who did, who did you first come out to? Mm, yeah, here's a good story on this one. So it kind of ties into a lot of things, so I'll try to try to make this easily. But it was basically my dad. I came out of my dad first. Okay. But it was kind of a not consensual coming out. Like, I didn't expect to come out right then, and it just kind of happened. I talked to my dad once, and I was like, hey, I'm not... I was like, I thought about finding a therapist or something. I think I had kind of come out to myself already before this point. So I was like, hey, I just wanted to find a therapist that was gender-affirming and everything. Mm-hmm. I didn't tell him that, obviously. I just said, hey, can I 
get a therapist or something. might see a therapist or something. He's like, yeah, sure. I'll help you out. And I was like, okay, cool. And then jump a few months fire. I was still on their insurance at the time. Uh, so what happened was my therapist didn't diagnose the dysphoria to kind of like hide it, I guess. She put it as like a second character to turn to like anxiety or something, I guess. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of smart of her, but the problem was her name still showed up on the insurance bill or something. So my dad ended up taking that, looking it up. So one of the main things she did was uh, help LGBT people. So he kind of put things together there. So he thought he was either trans or gay or something. So mm-hmm. uh, jokes on him both. <laughs> <laughs> so in of the people you've come out to. Who was the hardest? Was it your dad? Mm, I don't know if anybody was really that hard. This is mostly... I think the only hard one was maybe telling my best friend, because like, I wanted to tell him for so long, but I was always afraid of this is not the right moment to do it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. He's the, kind of, he's the kind of friend that we'd have like late night chats about just like anything, and we'd just talk for four hours and not realize it and then it's like oh 2 a.m i should probably go home uh-huh so that kind of friend so i was hoping we get one of those to do it but that never really came or when they did it just didn't feel right to tell them then so i don't know this kind of came until one day i was just like all right screw it let's do it and i just told him hey so i'm trans and he was like and took it really well so it was good but just that like struggle of confidence in myself to tell somebody like that that i really value their opinion mm-hmm. that's really all important how how was your relationship um now with that friend oh yeah it's great still it's like it was before really the only thing that changes me a little bit so everything else is about the same so um so what was your family's level of acceptance uh it was really good actually for the most part there's a couple issues which i don't want to talk about but okay uh overall like so i have uh my dad and my uh sisters and stepmom so they're all super supportive especially my stepsisters there they've been so great this is crazy like you like i came out to them and it was like oh cool what's your pronouns i was like oh she her cool all right that's it so what was your level of acceptance at work did you transition at work in a in a job you were already in uh yes but also no it was so i did the interview with before coming out because i was kind of nervous like i could have come out before the interview but i was nervous that would influence their hiring decision mm-hmm. even though they legally can't do that but they can say it's something else so it's always kind of a toss-up so yeah, i came yeah. out to them like the day before i started my first day probably not the best idea in hindsight but better than nothing i guess so but fortunately because it's university they are so supportive it's amazing like i think the only people that were kind of confused on my name was like the ones that probably didn't get the memo or something so i only had to deal with a couple people but they've already left so (laughs) the best thing about working with grad students everybody rotates out there you go in a few years yep did you have any other people that you were surprised that they at their level of support for you? Definitely with like casual acquaintances and stuff from my hometown, just because 
uh, and actually, too, one thing on that too. So just because like I would, I was not expecting that they would accept me or anything like Facebook wise and whatever. Like I put it when I came out of there because that's how I did it. But I wasn't really expecting them to just be so supportive and use my name and everything. Just treat it like they did before. So that's kind of cool. Yeah, and there was actually one kind of group I did before was uh, a few years ago. I was into the kind of drone racing scene a little bit or at least locally so that's fairly good everybody i'm kind of i was kind of known at one point i was nervous about a lot of those guys because a lot of those guys are kind of like gun toting trump supporter kind of type yeah so it's like you wouldn't expect them yeah but some of them are so hey whatever i'll take it i guess nice when did you first find community a trans community, you know, just like a, 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 something more like an organized community and people that are like you. Yeah, probably kind of like right as I realized I was trans, like the Reddit community came in super handy just because it was kind of anonymous and I'd like never really used Reddit much before then. So mm-hmm. it wasn't like I needed, I just created a new account is basically Mira and been on there so that was a good way to get like help from people and and then kind of from reddit moved once i came out moved to instagram where kind of all my things were just because it's easier i don't know i just like instagram more for some reason mm-hmm. and then outside of like online stuff there's been some like local groups and stuff that are like lgbt groups at least so i've got to meet some new people there so some not too many trans women <laughs> unfortunately but okay. i have made some really good like trans mass people friends I actually saved one of my friends is from killing himself suicide trigger trigger warning there but wow yeah um yeah um i don't see a reason why we shouldn't go into that i think you know as as much as you're willing to share on that i think those stories are really important that's the whole reason yeah. i'm doing this show because you know i had the, that level of depression in my past too how did that go about with your friend I kind of met him when he was still kind of questioning what he was exactly. Like, he thought he knew. Like, and he had told me this had been going on for years before I met him. But anyway, so we were talking about that. And I think one day he just... Mm, I'm trying to remember exactly how it went down. This was a while ago. It's Lots happened since then, but... <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh... He had, I think we used to like, he used to call me because we'd chat about stuff. So he ended up calling me once, just kind of like in tears, like, I don't know what I'm doing. And I was like, you got to be yourself, man. And it's like, I don't know exactly. I think the details, I don't know, they're kind of fuzzy in my head, but something along, cause, just because he didn't really have his accepting family or anything. Yeah, that makes But it hard. also because he had me to look at and see, hey, you came out and you're fine. I can do this, so that kind of helped him in a way. I don't know. So it's kind of more of an indirect thing, but I definitely helped talk him down from a few moments. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so tough to have those friends that are hurting and are experiencing that, especially since we've had a lot of those same fears and those anxieties. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. And I know that's yeah, definitely. that's why you say trigger warning because it is triggering for a lot of people because we've all experienced something similar to that. 
but it's great yeah. that you were able to be there for a friend and and I love those opportunities when we can do that. That was something I realized realized kind of early was that not only for other trans people but just cis people even we all have things in our life that we hold ourselves back from we feel like we can't do because it's a little out of the norm or we're not comfortable with it and I kind of thought to myself early on that for those people seeing me has got to be like well if if that person can can do that and you know just be out and open and and fine and happy then I should be able to do what I want yep that's yeah I was gonna mention that at some point too is like just the visibility side of it is like so important to me anyway mm -hmm. that I can see where it would just help other people just to know there's somebody like you with more some admittedly a little bit more masculine hobbies sometimes but I guess mm -hmm. it's gender neutral whatever <laughs> but uh, yeah that you can like do whatever you do and be yourself too it's not like you have to decide between two things mm-hmm how far along would you say just on the on the grand scale of, of zero to completely done where are you in your transition uh yeah i've been thinking about that a lot lately too before before i heard this question so it's like i don't know it's obviously relative but for me relatively it feels like i just started like i haven't done as much of the things i'd like to do yet mm -hmm. but i don't know to someone on the outside i might say oh they probably think I'm at least halfway done, but yeah, it's all relative. It's however you define this, yourself. So mm -hmm. for me, it feels like I'm still just started. What's your next step? Probably legal name change, just because that's kind of a big one that ties a lot of things together. Uh -huh. Yeah, that and also uh, I want to talk about piling stuff a little bit, but. Uh, tie into that where I need to update the medical on that side which is still kind of a pain in the butt to deal with and I guess the whole history on that is that the FAA obviously doesn't want you to fly if you're suicidal but most like being trans is obviously not going to make you suicidal or anything so it's actually going to help so yeah, it's kind but of the opposite there's some lovely yeah there's some like lovely uh, commercial jet pilots that I've met the past uh past few months actually yeah so there's the ngpa or pilot and you want to find support in the lgbt community that's oh, a place to do it that's wonderful yeah so yeah i actually got in touch with uh, a couple different ladies but one of whom was kind of responsible for kind of reforming this whole system so that's pretty cool nice. be able to talk to her yeah that's but, great to yeah. be able to meet the actual pioneers that were that were making this kind of stuff possible mm-hmm yeah, it's interesting, too, to see kind of, especially online, too, you kind of, like, to see almost, like, we're almost like a, I guess, a generation, I guess, of trans individuals, where it's like, we kind of came out of the visibility of the trans individuals prior to us, and then so on and so forth, till <laughs> since things started, I guess. But, yeah. Now so it feels nice to be able to pass that torch a little bit. Mm -hmm. What were yeah. some of the key fears that you ran into while you were transitioning? I guess the only, I don't have too many key fears other than the ones we kind of talked about, but like one of the, one of the uh, main issues is just self-confidence in myself. That's always the hardest thing. You know how you want to dress and 
you think you can pull it off. All right, go walk outside. Let's do this. <laughs> That's the hardest step for me anyway. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I was just always afraid of being kind of an outcast a little bit, but I don't know. That takes time and kind of practice. It definitely helps if uh, if you're hearing this and you're like, oh, that's like me. It's like, okay, definitely find a supportive friend or group of friends to go with. Mm-hmm. Helps so much. Yeah, did you find yeah. a group of girlfriends to go out and go shopping with? Unfortunately, no. I tried at one point, but uh, luck- fortunately I have my loving girlfriend. She's been so supportive of helping me out, but she's only known me as Mira too. How far along are, are you on HRT? I am almost 14 months, actually. Okay. In September. Yep. So you're at the point where you're starting to see yeah. some some of the bigger changes? Yeah. Um, uh, well, I feel like I've kind of passed that point already. It's definitely within six months, everything kind of changed. Hmm. Now it's more the long, long game, I guess. So it goes pretty quick at the start, and then it levels off, and then it starts up. It kind of goes off and on, so... Biggest change there is uh, adjusting to my heightened emotional sensitivity. I mean, probably when you when most people think of that, they just think of oh, you just get sad at everything. No, it's not just that. You get like uh, extremes on other stuff. So, like I get like I found myself getting like really angry over the littlest thing, and sometimes I still kind of do. But uh, and also like happy moments just feel happier, and it's. It's crazy. It's like it's like somebody took the sliders from like here and just like expanded it, and it's like whoa. Sometimes I know where it's like okay, I just need to take a break for a little bit or something. So you got to start with therapy right at the beginning. Are you still in therapy, and how how has has that helped you throughout your transition? Yeah, I still have a therapist. It definitely helped. It was nice to have that kind of opportunity to like dress up and go out a little bit or wear more feminine things I guess in my case mm-hmm. so uh, feel more comfortable in myself and also help kind of build that confidence up in a little steps that was one of the nice things about that that was a place where you felt comfortable doing that so you would you would go dressed as you mm-hmm. I mean I definitely wasn't like super comfortable because like I was still kind of in that phase where it's like alright just I'm not really going to go anywhere else just into there Back to the car and then back home. That's it. But yeah, I remember yeah. those those things, those few things that you kind of allow yourself to mm-hmm. to feel safe in. Okay, I'm yeah, I can I can go here and I can do this. But yeah. like it's straight there and in and out and quick. No eye contact. No yeah. eye contact. Don't say anything. Yeah. What are the the key aspects of life? What are the things that you do or that happen in your day to day life that make you feel valid? as a woman I wake up every morning like everyone put a bra on and then go to work as Mira and it's great mm-hmm. but also uh, I guess one of the like things in my day to day that makes me feel super euphoric and kind of happy is this when people uh, without even asking use my right name and preferred pronouns and all that stuff that one's just, it's surprisingly for me it just really makes my day even better too if i like go someplace where i'm not expecting it and i get passing manned that kind of thing especially starting out too you go shopping and you find clothes that just fit you and you're like yes this is me hello i look great 
But yeah, that's like one thing too is as time is uh since you're starting HRT, right? So mm-hmm. uh like don't get too attached to the clothes that really fit you right now because they will <laughs> it'll change and they won't fit you as well as they did early on. But some other clothes that didn't fit well will fit better. Kind of a trade off, I guess. I don't know. I feel kind of saddened, but some of them I don't look as good as I used to. Do you feel dysphoric at times? Yeah, for sure. What but what brings that on these days? Usually for me, there's kind of one side of it I'm not going to talk about because it's definitely personal, but um, definitely for me, a lot of it comes from seeing other girls my age and realizing, oh, I don't exactly look like that or something, mm-hmm. but also... I think I'm looking at attractive girls. Don't tell my girlfriend. <laughs> but yeah, so definitely like it's more of like in jealousy induced dysphoria or something, if that's even a thing. But mm-hmm. it's kind of where it comes from, I suppose. And that's really a, a big thing with transition is realizing, okay, how much of this is because it's like dysphoria and then how much of it is like general people not being body positive or, or that kind of thing. Uh, it definitely helps me to stand, like, to get naked, stand in front of me and be like, yeah, okay, this is working or something. <laughs> what were the some of the biggest learning curves that you had um, in getting used to your transition? The big one, too, in kind of day-to-day is how to meet new people as yourself. I'm not exactly uh, the most passable trans woman, so... A lot of times when I meet somebody, they're kind of thrown off for a sec. They're like, uh, wait a sec. Mm-hmm. So, like, a lot, that's kind of definitely one thing that uh, takes practice to have that confidence. Just be like, hello, I am Mira. Mm-hmm. What do you need? How did you choose your name? Where did Mira come from? Uh, starting out, dead name had started with M. So, it's like, I kind of like my initials, so might as well keep those. Plenty of good M names out there. I didn't know what I wanted right away, so I started out, I think, uh, especially, like, professionally stuff, I wouldn't put uh, anything like my dead name on it. A lot of times I just went by my M last name, so I had some, like, I have, like, a stack of business cards somewhere that just say M last last name, so Mm. uh, kind of a little way around it without really acknowledging it necessarily, but just I figured that way too like if I ever did pick a name it would be this it would have an M at least so that was a start so moving from there especially with my therapist I kind of started to use Mia a lot and I was like then I don't know somewhere along the line it just didn't sounded like it fits right so I was like I'll just put the R in there that fixes it that sounds more like me <laughs> it's been kind of stuck with me ever since it's just like it's just the perfect name for me I love it Sometimes it doesn't grow right away on you, but like when you hear people use it, you're like, oh, okay, I like this. I like this a lot. We talked a little bit about outfits. What are some of your favorite outfits? What, you know, you mentioned that you don't get to wear a lot of fancy clothes at work because it's more casual. What, <laughs> what are the things that you just love to be able to, to dress up in? Oh, oh, there's so many. For sure, dresses and skirts and that kind of thing, just because I never got to wear them. It's mm-hmm. like, Kind of new feeling. Uh, lately, because it's been super hot and I have to work outside half the time, just short shorts and shorts in general. Super great. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, like cutoff tanks are kind of a good, like the go to at the moment. Yep. Still get sunburned, but hey, at least I look cute. 
How has transitioning affected your mental health? Is that even a question? I feel like we know this. It, it helps so much. Just like, I don't know, day to day. Uh, I don't know. Not every day is happy, obviously, but <laughs> like it's just overall better because you don't fear hiding part of yourself from other people or especially like you know it, but also just getting to express yourself without hesitation. You're just like, all right, yeah, we can do this if we want. Sometimes you're checking out still and say, no, 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 no. But it's still better than not, I suppose, than suppressing it. Because mm-hmm. I was kind of this way for a while where, uh, especially during kind of, uh, before college, I think it was around, but like I, I kind of knew I like cross-dressing that kind of thing, sort of like you, Emily, but I was more along the lines of suppressing it, where I think, Emily, you know when, you, when I say you have to purge everything once in a while. <laughs> Definitely for me, it was like I knew or I kind of realized early on too that suppressing it was not healthy for me. Like you could suppress it all you want, but it would just slowly eat away at my soul until it was like just a tusk. What advice do you have for young or closeted trans people? What do you like to tell them? Just find anybody to talk to that you can about this. If you feel like you're trans or you might be trans or... Yeah, just find somebody you can confide in. It doesn't, uh, and that could be a close friend or somebody you just know, or it could be like some anonymous person on the internet or just a bunch of people on the internet. I think just, uh, I think we touched on this earlier, but like just because I grew up in kind of rural area without much visibility mm-hmm. or not knowing I'm a trans person, it's super important for people in my position to be visible just because there's others like me, but they're kind of neglected because they don't, they live in kind of a sheltered environment, I guess. Mira, thank you so much for coming and being on the show. My pleasure. It's fun. I'm glad you had a good time. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Transgender Show from the Transverse Network. Watch the full video version of the show live Tuesday nights at twitch.tv slash the transverse. And be sure to catch our slate of other great shows there as well. If you love what we're doing and want to support the transverse, you can do so by visiting patreon.com/the-transverse.